Hello and welcome to another episode of Overdrinkers, the Story Screen Presents podcast where I, Mike Burge, it me, I'm the only one that hosts this podcast, sits down with a friend or friends and talks about a movie or movies over some drinks. And this time it is the former of the former and the latter of the latter. I am joined by Diana Demira. Hey, yo. And we are going to talk about the Conjuring Universe movies. Uh, the Nun 2 has been out now for about a month, and we caught up on all of the Conjuring Cinematic Universe movies, Conjuring Trilogy, the Annabelle Trilogy, The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. There you go. And, <laughs> uh, of course, The Nun and The Nun 2. The Nun. Uh, and we're going to talk about them right now. Uh, we're going to launch right into it. Uh, this is going to be a pretty laid back uh, Overdrinkers episode, if you can believe it or not. Uh, we're just going to kind of chat about all <laughs> these movies. As opposed to all your other ones. Yeah, I mean, the other ones are very strict. And, uh, you know, we laid have like a, tight, a tight system that we follow <laughs> every single episode. Uh, for Overdrinkers, uh, the theme beverage that we are partaking of tonight is... Um, Hudson North Cider Company's Toasted Pumpkin Cider, just in time for October, so cheers to you. just went to the Pumpkin Festival today. Mm. It's pretty good. It's not that sweet. It's not that sweet. Into it. Hudson North, pretty good. A little bit of that pumpkin flavor. I love it. Deese. Newberg's own. A little gingery. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going to talk about all these movies, so spoilers right up front. We're going to... Spoilers for Patrick Wilson's sideburns. Yeah, he's got them Woo! in these. Uh, this is kind of like a fun follow-up because we recently, just about a month ago, did our Insidious yeah. uh, kind of episode where Insidious the Red Door came out. So we kind of took that as an opportunity to look at all these Insidious movies. And these movies kind of have a shared commonality where it's, it's James Wan who directed the first one, and Patrick Wilson is like his bud. I think I thought that I liked the Insidious franchise better initially, mm-hmm. and, but over time, I have such warm feelings for the weird portrayal that Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiglia are doing of this couple, the Warrens. I mean, they are, like, doing it. They, like, in- re- they, they are doing the work, and... Uh, and I'm not religious, but I like them, mm-hmm. you know? And they're good Christian people. They yeah, are. They are. The Warrens. Uh, the Warrens. In, in the films. In the, Warrens the films. In, in real life. Uh, Who knows? Who, who's yeah. to say? I don't, they, don't, they don't look like Patrick Wilson. Let's just say No, that. they don't. Neither of them yeah. look like Patrick Wilson. No, it's true. But um, I did just read that they are going to do another movie. Because mm-hmm. I know you and I were... were speculating on the ride home from the theater. The a Conjuring 4? Yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, they've been so saying that for it a says bit. they just dropped the title, The Conjuring Last Rites. Oh, okay. Like burial rites. And that they also announced that there's going to be an HBO Max series. Of course there is. And I was like, what? what? Can't just make movies anymore. Why gotta, not? Why gotta, not? Milk it! Gotta just drive everybody insane. I mean, things I, that you have to watch. I like TV, but there's so much of it. There's so there's much. Lot, there's so much. People are talking to me about things where I'm just like, I don't need, I've never even heard of that. Oh, I've heard of it. I just is. don't have enough time to stay awake for all of the TV that I would in theory, like to watch. But yeah, getting back to The Conjuring. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like probably the best way like to do this is kind of just like kind of go through them in release. Like that was kind of the yeah, order I was that like, we watched you, them in. I was and... curious. I just, looked at, I just looked at a list of them in like 
in theory timeline order of sure. when the events happen and then there's also the release order but yeah let's, let's talk about them in release I mean, I feel order like the release order is kind of fun because like you, we you just start saw the nun too so yeah, we'll kind of you know and we'll we'll make our way to Thaisa. Mm-hmm. i like me some uh you know american horror story original recipe murder house and she's 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 prime in that, in that. 100%. So, she is in that movie yeah uh, but The Conjuring, the first one, uh, that's 2013, so these movies have been going on for about 10 years now, uh, directed by James Wan. Uh, the Golden Goose! You know, the the guy just knows how to make a fun horror movie. Uh, I feel like his, like, biggest kind of attributes are, like, being able to, like, really kind of, like, hyper-stylize stuff without overdoing it or seeming too pretentious, while also really having a lot of fun with it. We kind of talked about that briefly in the Insidious episode. That's just like the kind of stuff that James Wan is kind of known for. And The First Conjuring is, I think, the best one. Yeah? I think so. I think Conjuring 2 is pretty close. Because you like Ron Livingston? I mean, I do love Ron Livingston, especially in his like, his like, I'm the dad that doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Like it's, you know, you get those classic like. The Shining, Amityville Horror, like you get those classic things where it's like the wife is like something's wrong and the husband's yeah. like, you're stuck in this house too much with the kids, you dumb bitch. And, you know, that's and what they're like. And, <laughs> I'm not like, I don't think that Lily that's Taylor the- always does a good job of like the nervous, like she could be cray mm-hmm. or she could have seen shit. Right. I mean, you have to have that kind of like, <coughs> bless you, you. Pardon, my allergies are bad, so. Oh, yeah. I will sneeze again. Has sprung. Not really. Fall has fallen. Fall, fall moldy mm-hmm. leaves. So apologies, but yeah, I I enjoy the initial very seventies conjuring, mm-hmm. very seventies fashions, religious hairdos, big sideburns, hot stuff. Ed Warren, Patrick Wilson, Lorraine looking just as good. Vera Famiglia. Mm-hmm. They love each other so much. They're so nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like looking at a. And Vera is like touched by an angel, but cooler, because she kind of sees stuff. She can she can talk to people. Mm-hmm. She sees shit. She's the one with the real talent. Uh, she's got the shine. If you're going that universe, yeah, she's she's like the clairvoyant yeah. that can kind of like speak to demons and ghosts. Yeah. And Patrick Wilson is like the. The scholar side of it. Like, they're both, like, scholarly. He's like the, he's like the priest school dropout because he's not a priest because he's married he to... He studied demonology. He studied demonology. There you go. Yeah. Which is a thing that you can study. I guess so. I think in the movies it's a thing you can study. Absolutely. I mean, it's based on a true story, which means that all of this happened exactly as it's shown in the movie. Of course. Um, but no, I, I honestly, like, the first Conjuring is just, like... It's a, it's like just under two hours. It's a hard R, like in the sense of just like, it's a little nasty at certain points. You know, there's they some say hanging bodies fuck a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 not this kind of sugar coated uh, horror movie that usually is what these types of movies I think are confused for. Yeah, like because these are massive audience driving blockbusters. Right. People go to see the Conjuring movies whether it's about. 
the conjuring warrens themselves or the nun or well now, well now it's like extended universe exactly like they yeah. kind of built this niche of this thing where it's just like they all kind of tie together in these fun ways too in the same way that the insidious movies kind of do they like they always have this little twist in them either at the beginning somewhere in the middle or at the very end where they're just yeah, like well didn't you know actually that the yeah. warrens did this right you know, 30 years after. Guess Isn't that what? crazy? And everybody's sitting in the yeah. theater just like, I guess so. Yeah. Sure. Lorraine saw the nun. <laughs> what? What? She's scary. In modern day, too. And it is funny, too, because, like, the nun does share, like, certain attributes with uh, a certain insidious demon. It does that's look, like ha- it looks a, a lot, lot like... Yeah, like what the they, lipstick like, face guy or whatever the hell. Lipstick face of. guy with a little bit of like the 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 like the, the what is it, the bride in black or whatever they call like that, oh, that, that one. Shit, yeah. yeah, like it, it does kind of have like that yeah. same kind of features. It does. There's a there's a moment in the new nun that we'll talk about where it like really kind of accentuates the features of the nun that like it's so crazy that that is actually played by a person. And not just fully CGI. By like a that, woman. That person's face looks like that. Like yeah. They obviously mess around with of it course. a little bit. Yeah. But I was... Th- you could tell me that that was like just co- a completely a cartoon and I would believe you because it's just like... Mm. Mm. You know, no offense to that performer. It's a face built to scare people. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of makeup on that person. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're wearing the creepy contacts. I'm sure that they they're wearing exactly the, had a doll they, up. They're dressing from the Marilyn Manson school of, you know, fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so the first Conjuring movie, like introdu- like you said, introduces us to the Warrens, who are this paranormal uh, couple, married couple, that kind of just, uh, they investigate uh, demonic possessions and hauntings and stuff like that. They're based on a real life couple that did the same. Uh, again, I don't really want to get into all of the... The real stuff. The hoo-ha of like, were these people actually taking advantage of some of the, these uh, victims and stuff like hoo-ha. that? The hoo-ha! Yeah. I don't want to do that. Uh, it, it's all out there. Plenty of other smarter people have written about it. Yeah. I like the movies. I like to watch I the movies. I like the duo of Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiglia. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. And I think uh, they play off of each other really well. He's kind of got this like cool de- cool Jesus pastor dad, mm-hmm. youth pastor playing the guitar for the sideburns. kids. Mm-hmm. S- you know, sweet sideburns. Yep. But uh, you trust him. You're not creeped out by him. So yeah. it's, it's nice. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, and they investigate um, uh, Lily Taylor and Ron Livingston play a married couple with a lot of daughters. Yeah, and it's like all the creepy kids get a chance to be in these movies. Like all oh, yeah. of our Flanagan cast, we were saying that, extended uh, children get show like up from time to time. The, the Conjuring universe yeah. is collecting all of the kids from um, collect them all. The Haunting of Hill House, like slowly <laughs> one by one throughout these movies. They're they, like, they oh, the one, one, the one that plays young Shirley. Oh, the one that plays young Fee. <laughs> Yes, let's use them all. Yeah, exactly. They're great. And James Wan is a producer in his little producer chair. Yeah, they're great. Get them on the phone. Um, Yeah, and like, it's typical like haunted house uh, ends with an exorcism kind of stuff. So it's a nice little mixture of like Amityville horror and the exorcist. Um, But again, the thing that I think that makes the first one and the second one so special is that James Wan touch where it's just like, it's very scary in all the traditional ways, there's always something in there that kind of like sparks your, like grabs your attention a little bit more than like, again, the usual kind of blockbuster fare yeah. that you think about with all these things where it's like, again, these 
These are movies that everybody goes to now, which I think is crazy. Especially like you go to the like we went and saw the Nun too, and it's been out for over a month, and we had like a good fifteen people in there. Yeah. On like a Sunday night when like I you thought know, it would be just us, honestly. So did I. I mean, Saw <laughs> X is out there. Uh, the Exorcist: Colon Believer is out there. You know, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour is out there. There's plenty well, of horror movies to see right sure, now. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 But no, people were still going for it. Uh, people had a good time. <laughs> I just think it's really interesting that like this little movie that they made back in 2013 uh, that is just like really well made, really fun to watch. People like him. Uh, it's kind of, like, you know, holds up after 10 years. I think the like lightning in a bottle is that it like combines the weird true crime people mm-hmm. that like that type of a show. Oh, yeah. With the supernatural, but also with religion right. and family values. So it's sort of like this awesome tomato sauce of all the ingredients that you want to see in a film it appeals to many types of audiences plus patrick wilson is charismatic charismatic very charismatic as charismatic. Fuck. yeah so yeah because like you said like all, all the can we uh, talk about creepy dolls yeah all i was gonna say like the true crime of it all it is fun that the three main conjuring installments they always are based end, on real things yeah they're based on real things and they always end with like the the, the real closing white credits photos. kind of show like the yeah, photos of like the actual factual. documentation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that creepy doll, but it was actually this creepy doll. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got Annabelle's got uh, Annabelle Wallace of malignant fame, also James Wan, mm-hmm. uh, as a prego mama who gets a really fucked up looking porcelain doll as a gift from her husband, and I'm like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you give that to an adult? She likes it. To an adult woman. Annabelle Wallace, also of Peaky Blinders. True. Fame. I do love her in Peaky Blinders. Uh-huh. I do. I do. Grace. 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 Um, I do find it really weird and creepy that a very good-looking husband gives her super fucking creepy giant porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. Think about it in terms of, like, if you came home... And I was really sad, and you decided now to give me, a 42-year-old woman, an American Girl doll. Mm-hmm. Like, I had one as a kid, I mean, but if you gave that to me now... The night is still young. Yeah. You never know what could happen, because yeah. actually... Dolls are creepy. I got no, yeah, no, no. This <laughs> Another, right Yeah, right, here. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. The cats are like, what are you doing? Stop touching stuff. It's called Bits Cats. Yeah, it's fine. I'm known for them. But yeah, so so we got that first Annabelle doll, and then that doll ends up in the Warrens' possession in their, like, library, weird, extended, right. the evil storage closet. First Conjuring movie <laughs> opens with them kind of, like, receiving this doll from some yeah. college students and then being like, some weird stuff's been going on. Yeah. And they got it locked up in their weird little den that's right next to their kitchen. Yeah, it's uh, like their house. It's, it's the it's craziest like their, uh, place to put that Their thing. house of horrors that's locked, but they're still like, to their daughter, like, hey, don't go in there. Don't go in there. And then that's it. Which is like the e- best way to explain to a child <laughs> to like not do something is just to tell them to mm-hmm, not do it mm-hmm. over and over again because Every, they're definitely not Everything do in it. there might kill you. Drugs. <laughs> um, so then like obviously the second one that comes out the next year, Annabelle is just like, well, we're going to... We're going to talk about Annabelle. And they hired an actress named Annabelle. Which is very funny. Annabelle, which I think is very funny. Yeah. 
And uh, based off like the actual story of like the Raggedy Ann doll that got uh, it just cracks possessed. me up that that was a Raggedy Ann doll that is the real doll. Yeah, you know because like they do a really good job of making this doll really fucking creepy looking with its like big eyes and it's like dirty cracked porcelain face. I also maintain I always defend the look of the doll where I'm just like dolls dolls are creepy look like that yeah okay? they're scary like, I know that Annabelle has a, a, a little bit of the old uh, flourish tossed onto that creepy face of hers like to well, make her just like, a little bit more frightening but it's like well she's also old well no that's dirty. part of like the dirtier she gets the scarier she looks that's the part of what makes her scary it's like oh yeah she's been played with she's been like yeah. tossed aside she's dirty you get these old dolls and it's like yeah it looks creepy but it's like yeah but it's a collector's item it's a doll why a would I be scared of item. a doll a collector's item from Anthony LaPaglia when I used to sleep over at my grandmother's house I would sleep in the guest room and she had these did she gig- have Madame Alexander dolls gigantic shelves oh of these like porcelain dolls of like different but were they big or little they, they were all shapes and sizes okay cause my sisters for I don't know why at some point my grandma started buying them these dolls that are called Madame Alexander dolls I mm-hmm. think that's the maker and they're like maybe only a foot high okay with porcelain face a lot of those yeah and they were always like their hair was perfect so you couldn't really brush it or play with it because they were like a collector display yeah. type yeah. doll they were not a Barbie play with you doll yeah and they were fucking scary it's like the opposite of like this isn't your granddad's Star Trek yeah it's like, these are your grandma's dolls yeah don't yeah. play with them they're like uh, this is the Marie Antoinette version and you do not touch mm-hmm. her springy curls or they will be fucked up forever I always thought about the doll loses my, its value I don't think that my grandma actually placed the specific doll in one specific position but it was always the one that was like in my exact eyesight when yeah. I was trying to fall asleep fun and it was um, were they like in the guest room yeah. Oh, see, that's bad. There's a lot of them, that's, man. That's not okay. It's like a hundred dolls in there. Yeah, and yeah. Like show that I, looking know, at me. But the, the one, you, the one that the, the one that I can really see stuff. is, uh, <laughs> it was like, I don't know how best to explain it other than it was like an Aunt Jemima esque, oh, like I'm, woman. I'm not uh, surprised yeah, by like that. A red man. I have the image of this doll just locked in my brain. Yeah, so she was a very, uh, you know, Mamie type Song of the South racist doll. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was probably quite. Which I have no idea why my grandma would have that. Quite the collector's <laughs> item back in the day, but uh, she doesn't listen. Hey. She might actually. Uh, Shit. Uh, you. So now we're moving on to The you, Conjuring Ma. 2, which also is in the 70s, but slightly later. And then they go to England. England. Oh. Because England has spooky ghosts too, don't you know? They've got spooky poltergeist. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's pretty great. It is very possible that uh, this one might be better than the first one. I like this one a lot. This one's really fucking cool. I just kind of like, I like the straightforwardness of the first one where it's like Amityville Horror meets The Exorcist with the Warrens tossed in yeah. 2013 let's go this yeah. one's got a lot more of like the kind of like uh, detective investigation behind stuff like The Exorcist and everything I think that the the click of like the bad guy in this movie of like the little girl not being able to talk to people unless they're looking away, mm-hmm. which James Wan like kind of utilizes by putting Patrick Wilson's perfect face right up front. Yeah. And then out of focus, you kind of start to see yes. this little girl's face contort. Yeah. And then she starts talking like she's an old man from London. <laughs> I, uh, you know, no offense to 
my British friends out there, I love you. And I love to visit your countries, but England. You all sound crazy. No, well, that's not what I was going. I was just like, you know, putting the setting, putting this in like England in the like row house apartment type houses. Everything is gray. There's like no sunshine. It's depressing as fuck. It's a great setting for these movies. It's great. It it already brings the temperature down where you're like, I feel bad already. And I haven't even seen the ghosts yet. (laughs) You know? (laughs) The stereotypical dreariness. It's super dreary. Of England. You're like, this little kid was already sad. Mm -hmm. And now there's ghosts in their house. Yeah, no, I love nothing more than making fun of my... uh, my uh, English, British, Irish, Scottish friends and you everything sound like all around. You're from I London. love making fun of how this. I'm like, you know, you sound crazy, right? Yeah, and we do get a really awesome, sweet uh, Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren serenading the kids. That is in that one, right? Yeah, he sings Elvis. I think he sings I something. Know, I yeah, he I don't sings know. Elvis. Or it's supposed whatever. to be 70s, like mid 70s. So I don't know. You know, he's like nice dad. Mm-hmm. Nice dad singing to everybody. Yeah, uh, other stuff on The Conjuring 2 is, uh, who's the mom? Frances O'Connor plays the mom who is the mom from AI. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, one of the best mom figures in movies as far as I'm concerned. Like, not best and like, the best mom. One of the worst moms. Yeah, no. But, like, mom figure. Sure. Um, and... The little girl's great. Little girl's great. Uh, the, the kind of, like... It's kind of funny where it's like The Conjuring 2 does also have that kind of attitude where especially in um, in like Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga's like performances, you can kind of feel like they're like, wait, we get to do this again? Mm-hmm. Like that one was good enough where we're doing it again? Mm-hmm. Cool. And yeah. so like they kind of like meld into it a little bit more. Like that's where you get a scene like, with Patrick Wilson playing the guitar to kids where it's like yeah. you can kind of feel like Patrick Wilson talking to James Wan and being like, I feel like... Ed Warren would do that. Sure. Because he'd think that it was kind of cool, but also kind of like laid back and goofy and it would get the kids to calm down. And you get those weird right. moments where you kind of do see that Ed Warren, again, as far as the movies portray him, is just like a really good guy. Yeah, good dude. He's a good husband. Not the best dad, but these guys, these two have like parenting issues that they kind of work out over the course of the movies that yeah, they see not, them in. They're not so much bad parents as like slightly negligent parents because they're taking care of other people's they families. They have a higher calling kind of thing. <laughs> and like, you know, the first movie. Perhaps they shouldn't have had a child, yes. but you know, it's okay. Yeah, the first movie and even one of the Annabelle movies is kind of either very much about or is kind of alluding to the fact that it's like. These people are taking care of other people's children more than they're taking care of their own. I love that Annabelle movie. That one's the second one. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get to it. That one's my no, not creation. Oh no, that's the that is the third one. Is the The is the babysitter one? one. Yeah. Or whatever time period. Annabelle comes home. That that I really enjoyed that one. We'll get to way more than I expected. Oh yeah, Yeah. that one is. uh, It's a lot of fun. That one's high up on my list. I think that's my number three actually. Okay. When we after we go through this, I want to hear your ranking. Because I don't know if I have a hard ranking on some of these. Uh, I feel like after that... So we do have Annabelle Creation, which is the Anthony LaPaglia. It is. Annabelle Creation is the next one. Gets, <laughs> the gets another... Gets another uh, sad toy maker. Haunting of Hill House. Uh, notch in his belt. Oh, kid. Yes. Kid, because it's uh, Lulu Wilson, yep. right? Yep. I like Lulu. Lulu's good stuff. 
Um, so man, Anna, this, this cider is just uh, making you burp. It's making me burp a little bit. I'm trying my best. Right That's now. okay. You can burp. It's you can great. burp I mean, on the mic. Pumpkin and cider. Yeah, cider's like you know flavored seltzer. So, mm. so we've got. I'm just peeking at the the write ups again. Animal Creation has like that kind of notorious. Like it starts way back. Yeah. It, where the creation it starts in the of 50s. Annabelle. Yeah. And, it starts and in the 50s. Regular old, Annabelle yeah. is more towards the 70s. Right. Well, and this one starts back even like before. It starts like 12 years before the actual events of this movie and actually shows the doll getting made and like the the dudes like, uh, isn't it like a... It's we, Anthony we LaPaglia. A, yeah, we watched these a bit ago, but it's yeah. like uh, uh, they're so like fixing a tire on the side of the, the road. The kid and, like, gets hit by a car and that... Annihilated. Is like... Did not see that coming. Like, I mean, I kind of did, but not as brutal as it was in the movie. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Does this one take place in America? Takes place in the 50s in in the South. In the South. Yeah. The South. Yeah. And then then you've got like, uh, oh yeah, you've got my fave, Miranda Otto. Of course. I love her. Mm -hmm. As a mean, mean mommy, mean Mm -hmm. wife who lost her kid and is like bed- Bound by choice, or did she also? Is she like a drunk, or she's sick? I don't know. I think it's something. I feel like, like she's uh, got a lot going on. She's got like the mask on and stuff. Where we're like, what happened to her happened face? To her. Yeah, what happened to her face? I don't remember. I know <laughs> it's, it's like, been again, a minute. This movie, this uh, one d- didn't leave that much of an impact. It on did me. not. I even though it's like kids in a creepy house. There's a creepy mom who's. There is a lot of like excitement to it because it is like these kids with yeah. like. Because uh, it's like the one girl has like polio, and There's so they like have a whole lot. bit with like the, yeah. the staircase, like lifty thing. Where yes. It's like, oh God, that is the best. Yeah, that's like fun stuff. That's actually the best part is the scary fucking, uh, you know, chair assist on the on the staircase and her trying to get up and down, and then mm-hmm. when the spirits are coming for her. Yeah, you yeah. know who directed this movie, right? Uh, remind me. This is David F. Sandberg, the guy that made the Lights Out short that we've shown in a oh, bunch of horror yeah. shows. He eventually made the movie version of that, and he's the Shazam director. Like, he directed both Shazam movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've he only did not like making them. I only saw the first one. He was very upset about making those movies. Apparently, okay. Well, I have not seen Shazam. Exclamation point, Fury of the Gods. No, I haven't either. That's okay. It's 130 minutes long. Jeez. All right, back to the conjuring. Back to the conjuring. God, <laughs> how, do you, how do you even pull that up? How long's the first one? Shit, it's even longer. Okay. All right, so. But yeah, Annabelle Creation. Eh, it, 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 again, it's one of those fun things about the conjuring universe is that like you're not just like period piecing the 70s and the 80s with yeah. like, the main timeline. You're Kind of going back, like, either a couple years, or in the case of The Nun and some of the Annabelles, like this, like, you're kind of jumping back even further. I kind of like how weird the original Annabelle is, because you're just like, what the what? The whole time. Yeah. And this one is a little bit more like, oh, it makes sense back in the day that, like, this toy maker made this, and then this is creepy shit, the Mm -hmm. spirit of his dead child is trapped in the doll. Well, and that's, that's like, we kind of, I think it's in this one that we get the... The reveal of like one of the inciting incident, the the inciting incident in the first Annabelle is a, like a a kind of Manson like cult murders the neighbors yeah. next door to our main characters in yeah. the house they just move into, and the girl comes over and is playing with the Annabelle doll and is like I like your doll, 
mm-hmm. and then is killed and like you're like oh the spirit of that woman like possessed that and this yeah. movie kind of recontextualizes it in a stupid and fun way where it's like no this was the girl that was like there yeah back in the beginning and the doll eventually found her again yeah, like creepy. was possessed by this demon that was in the doll and now finally it's come yeah. full circle right you know again stupid but like also like hey they're trying you know they're connecting all of these things in like yeah. a kind of fun way that at least gives you like that little like oh yeah like, we'll talk about that with the nun too or I think the nun too has like one of the wildest ones where they're just like yeah it's connected to Warrens, don't you know? Yeah. Um, so next up is the regular nun. The first nun. The nun. The nun. The nun. The noon. Nun. Yeah. You were saying the noon, and then I was like, it's the not. Noon. We're not going to the see noon. the movie at noon. Pray for forgiveness. <laughs> uh, so the noon has little sister Famiglia, Thaisa. Thaisa? Thaisa. Uh, I don't know how to say her name. I love her. She's great. Uh, she's got the same big scared eyes all the time that her big sister has. Mm-hmm. Great actress. I loved her from American Horror Story, original M- Murder House, and then later in Coven. And yeah, somebody, you know, she's great. Somebody said the other day that we were like uh, with the American Horror. Look, I know that American Horror Story has really gone off the rails. I can't even well, imagine I mean, what it's. You doing and I right haven't now. watched American Horror Story since like Roanoke. We're about ha- we like yeah. I we feel like we haven't halfway yeah. Which I feel Roanoke, like we, I think was a good one to end on because like I like yeah. Roanoke. Yeah, I feel like we didn't watch any after that. We just kind of like not. there was a lot of other TV. It wasn't like we decided to quit, but now there's so many there's versions so many that I'm just like I don't think I need to dip my foot and back it, in the pool. It's gotten <laughs> to this point where people are like, I feel like I've seen a a, a, a fair amount of folk out on the internet. You know those internet folk, fantastic people. They're out there talking about stuff. On TikTok? TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, not on Blue Sky. They're, they're very nice on Blue Sky. Um, or evidence. Somebody said, like, uh, they're just like, there's not even a single good season of American Horror Story. What are we talking about here? And I'm oh, like, that's not true. I'm like, listen, you can say what you want about Asylum Asylum's and great. all this shit. You cannot deny how powerful that first season, the murder house season is. Dude. Like, that shit is fucking crack. I'll go to bat for Asylum. Asylum's great. That shit's crack. Has it aged well? Who's to say? Uh, I'm not going to rewatch it. It's got great actors in it. It's, it's got, got a great, great ensemble yeah. of people. Like, there's the, a lot the, of people that got their start on that. Of Evan Peters. Yeah. You know, just seeing his rise. Lily Rob. And eventual. She's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's it? What, uh, purgatory of not being allowed to leave the show. I know, poor until Evan. it gets canceled. Oh, poor Evan. Yeah, there's a little quicksilver in there. He's fine. He's, you know. But yeah, the nun. Um, I think that this is the movie that is dead last on my list right now. I'm surprised by that. You uh, liked this there's... less than La Llorona. La Llorona is my number four. Interesting. I re- remember, I was like really into that movie. I think I wasn't we'll as about. into it as you. I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, there's there's fucking weird shit about that yeah. movie, but I kind of just let it sweep over me. But yeah, I do like Linda Car- Carlini. She's great. I like her too. I like her. We'll too. talk about her. Yeah, in just we'll talk about her. Uh, you I know like what I nun. love about uh, the first nun though? Ninety six minutes. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Fantastic. I like Frenchie. The new nun, two hours. Yeah, the new Stop. nun was <laughs> really. <laughs> slow by comparison because they had to puff up like 40 extra minutes but did they you know what they probably didn't need to I mean somebody made the decision yeah but you know first nun I enjoyed uh, not the best movie of all time but fun and you know I I liked uh, Maurice Frenchie I liked him he was great 
he was kind of ridiculous at first, and then you were like, no, he's good. He's a good dude. His heart's in the right place. <laughs> I'm looking at my letterbox review for The Nun. Which was what? I gave it one and a half stars. That's harsh. Miley Nun, she killed people? <laughs> pretty good. That, that review's pretty good, but I would you give it more than one and a half. on Letterboxd under Mike Burge if you want more of that. Keep plugging yourself. That's fine. Uh, yeah. This one was fun. Uh, there's like the reveal in this one is that like the Warrens eventually The nun exercise. is actually a demon. Yes. Valak. Valak. Who's that... the bad guy in Conjuring 2. Yes. So that character is repeated a few times throughout. Mm-hmm. And uh, Valak yeah. has kind of become like the... Lorraine has her own demon to fight yeah. in Valak because mm-hmm. there's like a scary portrait of it in her house. Mm-hmm. They can't get rid of this nun. It's like trying to mess with her. Mm-hmm. It like tries to possess her. Mm-hmm. Tries got to the eyes of St. Lucy. Tries to hurt her child mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, it's all kinds of scary shit. Yeah, it's uh, I it's feel super like fucking creepy. The nun like as a figure. As a it horror was, figure. Same thing as Annabelle. Like, yeah. you gotta give it to him. Like, when you say the nun... Yeah, it's scary. People know what you're talking about at this point. They're like, oh, those horror movies. Like, but they might you, not have seen them. Do you remember that, like, meme or video that was going around where the little girl that was, like, two or three years old wanted to ha- watch that at her birthday party? Ooh. And, like, had a... Like, would hug the picture or something like that? Great. And Good. I was like, that is fantastic. Yes. Desensitize our yeah. children to to scary supernatural to scary things, religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like every time I hear people just say that they don't like horror movies, like it happens every October. It's like, oh, I don't watch horror movies. I don't like them. I don't like scary movies. I'm like bullshit. I, you're projecting. I, you're doing something weird. Like you just don't want. You just don't like them. Like I don't know. I, I, like you didn't like horror movies when no, we first started dating. I don't, and I don't love them. Well, you know, I don't. I still don't love. Uh, excessively gory horror movies. You don't like, like I don't like body that's horror. Thing. That's fine. That's like, fine. You don't like the intent, but body horror is even a different thing. Like you like Cronenberg, I, like The Fly and yeah, stuff. You're like yeah. ah, it, yeah, it I, tips the line. You don't like Saw and Hostel. Like you don't like torture porn stuff. I don't like torture porn. Uh, I don't love all Cronenberg because it's pretty fucking disgusting. It's pretty disgusting. Um, sometimes it's really gross, yeah, and really then cool I have bad nightmares. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that the movie's bad. Sure, it's just not my jam. Yeah, you know, I like more the suspenseful, mm-hmm. and I like the supernatural, spooky. Right. You know, I, yeah. I I like the ghosts and goblins and and that kind of stuff more than the serial killer sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, no, whatever, it's cool. It's yeah. fine. I feel it's like fun. it's just it's like good fun. when you say that you don't like horror movies or scary movies, like when people say that, it's like there are, it's like such a massive genre of different yeah. types of things of like goofball slashers and thrillers. Well, and stuff for like me that. growing like, up, you don't I like didn't any of them. Like, I didn't you just don't like uh, being scared. Right. But you grew up watching a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And I did not. So my experience with spooky stuff was stuff that I snuck in on the side. Like it. Like me watching it, it when mm-hmm. it was on TV as like a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And you were like watching it from the staircase, right? No, I, I watched that by myself in my oh, parents' no, room dad. while my mom was at work. This, this. And then uh, my dad was upstairs watching, you know, probably baseball or some other something. And then he he found out I was watching it and he turned all the lights off on purpose to scare the shit out of me, which yeah. he did because it was Tim Curry. He was scary. And there was a lot of fake blood in that so that. you know 
It sucks. It's like I get to October and I just want to rewatch like so many horror movies. And I'm doing all the Exorcists right now. We want to rewatch David Gordon Greens. Halloweens. Halloweens. Uh, the David. Go- the Halloweens. The Halloweens. Mm. Halloweens. Yeah. Can we just do it. Yeah. yeah. We just did it. You, d- you did it. I think we got there together. <laughs> Uh, my little nun, she let kill people. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for the nun for me, unless you want yeah, to say first something. Nun, I feel like we're going to talk more well, nun. There's, know, there's more nun to come. There's more uh, lay nun jokes in the new nun 2, because the new nun 2 takes place in France, but the first one takes place oh, in Romania. Indeed. A a, a bit practically designed for me and you, I think, yeah. as soon as we found out it took place in France. Oh, like, oh, le nun, she's a going to France. No, now you're... Now you're doing like Mario like voice. If you mix them up, you don't get in trouble. That's the rule. I mean, it, the, it, a cop is, told me that it is. Oh boy, it is what it is. But yeah, so then which one came out? I'm checking my list of the release order. It would have to be uh, The Curse of La Llorona. Okay. That would have to be next. That's 2019. Uh, unless, and then yeah. shortly followed by Annabelle Comes Home. Same year. Uh, same year. Yes. And Annabelle Comes Home is a banger, but let's talk about yeah, let's, let's, The Curse let's of get the, La Llorona. A movie that is extremely um, not liked, <laughs> as I am looking at a Letterboxd review. You know, right I now. didn't strongly dislike it. I would just say it's, it's lower on my ranking of this Conjuring universe. I do really like uh, Linda Cardellini. She's great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a sad... A sad Hispanic mama drowning her children. Fun. It's so fun. Even these negative reviews I'm looking at right now, they're like, it's disposable and dumb, but fulfills its purpose. I'm like, exactly. (laughs) I I agree. Three and a half stars. Give me your canned positive review. Tell me why you like this one so much. Um, Why is it higher on your list than mine? I mean, I even said it in my thing. It's like, I kind of vibed with it. Like I, I thought that the, <laughs> the I thought that the story and the performances were meh, meh. Um, but there is like a Juan esque energy, and this is we should point out this is Michael Chavez. This is the guy who has kind of taken over the Conjuring universe. Now he directed this movie, he directed the Nun two, and he directed the third Conjuring movie. You know, oh so yeah, he's kind of become the. Oh, go-to he guy. directed Devil Made Me Do It. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it's like which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that one as well. Like, I think that he is a, to use that word again, like a serviceable Mm -hmm. director, especially to these types of movies that are essentially like the MCU of horror movies. He didn't like really rock the boat, but he also didn't screw it up. And I don't think that he needs to. No, that's what I mean. I think that he needs to. And I think that La Llorona really, it's got the funness of Juan there when Juan is not on set actually directing. He's a producer throughout them all. Sure. And I think that Chavez is like a really, like I think he gets that where the curse of La Llorona has like a, it sucks that it's a white family that's cursed by this thing because of something like it, but I, 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 I'm just watching the movie. I don't think they're supposed to be a white family. They're supposed to be Hispanic. Or at least half. Uh, oh, they are half. You are like correct. The dad is so Hispanic. Anna, the kids Anna are Hispanic. Tate Garcia. Excuse me. Anna Tate Garcia is the name of uh, Linda Carlini's character. I think she's supposed to be separated. She's separated. So there is the like the dad okay, is Hispanic. Right. I feel like you know. I just grabbed onto like the memory of Linda Carlini being in mom, Freaks and, and Geeks. Like, oh boy. You're like, oh, you're thinking that she's married to Hawkeye right. still. Well, because the story <laughs> of that. I mean, she is. 
Uh, the story of like the story of the movie is like a a woman uh, who's like a social worker, yeah. I believe. Yeah, um, is uh, like uh, like en- ends up like a La Llorona, who's like this. Um, talk to us about La Llorona. You know more about her than I do. Do I? I feel like you do. Like you were really talking to me about this legend like before we started watching the movie and I was like I've heard of it before but well, I'm not yeah. too familiar yeah I mean she's the weeping woman she's mm-hmm. like she's like a, a bride yeah it was like her, her husband cheated on her uh or was like caught in an affair and yeah, so and she drowns her kids despair, she drowns her kids which yeah. is really fucked up and then like, and then she's the, crying about it all the, the and time and the curse is she cries about it and her cries bring other children to water? I don't know. She drowns they, them yeah, too? it's like it has to do with drowning. Or being a bad parent. I feel like that's a thing that's in the thing too. It's like it's meant to scare kids where it's like, you know, don't go outside. Do what you're told. Listen to your parents no matter what. Or La Llorona will come and get you kind of yeah. thing. Uh, she's a social worker and she messes up and yeah, La Llorona ends up there's, well, killing the, these kids. The woman that... There's a woman that is being blamed for murdering her children. Yes. And then the idea is whether or not she actually did it, whether she was possessed mm-hmm. by La Llorona. And then Linda Cardellini's the caseworker and is investigating, like, if the kids were still okay. Because I think there was, like, one of them was still alive. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, no, the kid, they tried to kill... She had locked yeah. her kids in the closet to keep yeah. them away from La Llorona. Yeah. That's what it was. And the social worker... Is Being like, a regular person is yeah. like, oh, you should not have these yeah. kids anymore. You, you locked your kids insane. in a closet with no food and water but then for days. I think they yeah. put them in the hospital and then they die. I think that's what happens. Yeah. And it's like scary, like they have. And like then the mom, like, frightened face turns it over to her, like, in like revenge. She tries to curse her and, and wants to either kill or take her children like to try and bring her kids back yeah again, like so like this is my fourth favorite of this of the of the series but again like it's <laughs> you know it, it, i i don't think it's like one of the greatest movies ever made no, we're talking no, about the no, conjuring fun, movies here and this it's is fun. landing like right in the middle at number four it's fun enough for I me i just remember it being like a little bit more stylistic in between watching like I think this was like, yeah, if we were watching these in order, we watched Annabelle Creation, then The Nun, then this. Yeah. So I feel like by that point, I was kind of starved for style and imagination. <laughs> so that this one was just giving me breadcrumbs and I thought it was a feast. I was like, yes, yes. So I, I really enjoyed Annabelle Comes Home, which is... The next one, yeah. The next one, which is Babysitter Annabelle. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Uh, what's her name that is in the... Is the... Real girl version of the Jack Black character girl. No, I'm talking about the babysitter. Is oh. the actress that plays the babysitter is in the new Jumanji movies? She's like the, oh, the yeah. popular she's, blonde she's girl the that Black, Jack yeah. Black ends mm-hmm. up playing in the game, which is yeah, really I fun. I was saying McKenna Grace plays the McKenna Grace. daughter, another Haunting of Hill House. I love House. McKenna Grace. Mm-hmm. She's she's Theo in Haunting of Hill House. She's also you know in some movies with Chris Evans. Uh, she's young uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel, where she's like gifted. She's you know. young, malignant. She, she. We all know that she's she, great. She was gifted in 2017. She was. Mark gifted. Webb made sure that we yeah. knew about that. Yeah, she was great. young, Itanya. Oh yeah, young Itanya. That's uh, the best when she, she flips off the people. Yeah, she's so one of like the the kid ghost. She's great. Like, the Stranger Things Ghostbusters. Yes, I haven't seen that, but yeah. me neither. Yeah, that's fine. They it give is. her they give her brown hair for that. You know, whatever. Great. It's fine. 
I think she's supposed to be like Egon's like daughter. Yeah, they give her like curly brown hair and glasses, so you know, so that they don't expect us to understand. Um, But anyway, yeah, this movie uh, rules. Uh, It. uh, This is sort of uh, mom and dad are away on a case, and they are out of state, and babysitters taking care of daughter who is force sensitive to say the least. She's a runs in the family. You know, she's demon sensitive. It runs in the family. She's starting to get an inkling that things are weird. She's having bad dreams. Mm. And uh mom and dad said don't go in the scary collector room. That's right next to the kitchen that you have easy access to. And kiddo doesn't do it, but babysitter invites friends over and nosy babysitter's friend is sad cuz her mom died, right? And dad Dad? I think it's the dad. Oh, it's the dad. Okay. Yeah. Sad that her dad died and is like, ooh, is there anything in the creepy room that will let me commune with the dead and yes. talk to my dead dad? And there's all kinds of scary, creepy shit in that room, like the TV turning on and showing them weird, scary shit that's it's about cool to happen. Stuff. It's yeah. cool. It's got, like, this one's got, like, much more... Um, like monkey paw? Like, all kinds of scary more, like, energy. Kind of, like, uh, like like electric energy to it yeah. than the other ones where like the other ones kind of really like to focus on like, especially with the nun movies, like the kind of quiet, yeah. slow creep, little sound effects. Bah, gotcha. This one does have a lot of that like the Annabelle movies have, but I think by the time they're making the third Annabelle movie, they're kind of like, well, we can just do whatever we want at this point, right? It's also fun because it just takes place in the Warren's house. Yes. Like the, it is literally like a babysitter horror movie. Yeah, it's great. It's like a home invasion, but with spirits and bad juju. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, cute cute dude who wants to ask babysitter Bob, to the prom. Bob, yeah, exactly. Favorite, played by uh, Michael Cimino, who has not been in a whole bunch of other things. Was he uh, in like uh, Love, Victor? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was. No, he is not that guy. Oh, uh, I'm getting confused. He was in My the apologies. movie Senior Year from oh, last I, year where uh, I haven't Rebel seen Wilson that. Yeah. Like, de-ages or something. She bops or... her head and thinks she's younger. Yeah. yeah it's okay. Or... I don't know. I don't want to watch that. Ooh, That's remember okay. this movie? No, I, I, well, I don't because I didn't see it, but... But needless to say, Annabelle like Comes Home is a lot of fun. COVID. That's one of the reviews for Ooh. senior year. On Letterboxd, that's one of the reviews? Yes. Interesting. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Michael Cimino plays Bob, who is an absolute cutie pie. Yeah. Uh, luckily, nothing bad happens to him. They survive. They survive, yeah. which I think is very sweet and nice. Yeah. Even like the bad, quote unquote, bad friend who messes up. Like it's revealed that she did this for a reason that's kind yeah. of sad. And- Plus like uh, all of the high school kids kind of, they big brother, big sister for the Warren's kid. Because the mm-hmm. Warren's kiddo is definitely a little weird because she can see some demons and yeah. it's like revealed like, hey, sad birthday party. No one's going to come to my birthday party. But then she actually ends up having a really awesome birthday party with friends and yeah. having all those big kids show up who she thinks are cool. So that's pretty nice. It's, it's very sweet. Uh, the, the, the movie's very okay, sweet like That's in the, the thing end. where it's like, it's a nice, <laughs> it, it does all the stuff that you want an Annabelle movie to do. It kind of gives it a little bit more, like I said, like this different type of energy. It's like yeah. on a different kind of like, 
it's almost like if you're thinking about sports, like it's the same sport, but it's like a different team that you've never seen play another team before. And or something it gives like you that. the like the bookends of the start of the movie, end of the movie. Have the parents have Patrick Wilson of your familiar. You, that, it does yeah. benefit from that. So they give you a little dangle of that, whereas some of the other spin-off Conjuring Universe movies only have them as like a cameo in mm-hmm. the credits or something like that. So yeah, this is not a full-on Conjuring movie, but it's a little closer to one, and, and it's yeah. fun. It's fun because it's a little bit more modern too. Yeah, I, again, I feel like that's part of like you know they went all the way back for yeah. the Annabelle creations. They were like, well, why don't we just kind of go a little forward? Like Annabelle's just sitting in that room now. Like, why don't we do something with that? Right. And you can kind of see the one, two, three steps from there of like yeah. how they get to like babysitter comes over I love and how, fucks it up. I love how Annabelle's like in the case, kind of like Zoltar. Like, hey. Yeah. I want to be big. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to talk to my dead dad. And Annabelle's <laughs> like, no, but I'm going to do something else and make you think maybe there's a chance you can talk to your dead dad. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of messed up shit. Um, but really fun. Really fun. I recommend that one. That one's pretty high on my ranking in no particular order. That one, yeah, that's number three on mine. Nice. For sure. Nice. So we got Final Conjuring. The Conjuring colon The Devil Made Me Do It <laughs> from 2021. Okay. Uh, again, another Michael Chavez joint. Uh, the long anticipated third installment in the OG trilogy. And another collect them all from Mike Flanagan because yeah. it's got the cutie patootie Julian Hill- Hillard. Yep. And I, I looked up to, I wanted to find out who the only kid from Haunting of Hill House that isn't? That isn't in it. It's Paxton Singleton who plays the... Little girl? No, he, he plays young Steven. Uh, oh. The, the, the older the, brother. The other kid is in it? Who? The other twin is in it? The girl? Yeah. She's uh in she's uh in the beginning of uh, Annabelle Creation. Is she? She's like the young girl. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She's one of those. Or like, yeah, she's oh, one of those geez, in there. Yeah, you're right. They've okay. got them all except Pax and Singleton. I looked up what he's got coming up. It doesn't look like he's been cast in the in, in the future the Conjuring. Yeah, yet. but I mean, let's Maybe. fix this, guys. Yeah. like we're James, almost there. Juan, get on it. He can be in like the Nun Five or <laughs> whatever they want to do. Yeah, Devil made me do it. Takes place in 81. Yeah. So, Probably one of the most notorious Warren cases, because this was the one that was like uh, hev- heavily televised and everything. Yeah, this like, guy was accused of murder, and mm-hmm. he was trying to prove that he had been possessed. Possessed by the devil. Like, that was he not pleading insanity or anything like that. He's like, I cannot be held accountable for what I did, because the devil made me do it. I was possessed by a demon. Um, brought in, like, a whole new kind of, like, the legal system had to try and like work around all of this stuff to try and figure out like, is this something that is real or is this guy just trying to get out of it or something like that? And the Warrens were like heavily in the middle of all of that while it was happening. Um, Much like Conjuring 2 really lets um, Wilson and Vermiga like really kind of mess around with their characters and their relationship to each other and the world that they're in. I feel like in this one, they even go a little bit further with that and start really kind of messing around with like, what is the relationship that these two actually have? Well, it's also kind of like... um, Like With each other? The premonition or gift that Lorraine is is afraid that she knows how her husband's going to die. And like 
what he might be doing. And so, like, how do you live your normal day-to-day life when you kind of have had a vision of how your husband's ultimately yeah, going to die? curse of a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it's, kind of uh, thing, yeah, it's really interesting how they kind of uh, team up and support each other. And it's it's very cool. And, you know. It's good. I mean, yeah, this one... This one's good. It, this one sits like a... It's not the best one. Just behind uh, La Llorona for me. Okay. Uh, like okay. right there in the middle, like in the exact middle where it's like, I think it's a little bit better than Annabelle Creation. I don't think it's as like stylistically fun and was or engaging like on my watch. Uh, this Notoriously too was one of like you know, the the first movies to, like, really kind of come out, like, after the pandemic had ended and stuff, this was, like, a big movie that they were trying to push out. People were really excited about it when it came out. Very excited. Like, more than I I expected. It came out, you know, like, restrictions and stuff have been lifted for quite a while, but some things were coming out, smaller things, and then big things kind of, like, all over the place. And I feel like this was a big one, especially horror-wise, that people were just, like please don't just release it on HBO Max. Please don't just release it on HBO Max. And then they gave it like a theatrical release proper. And it was fun. Right. It's a, it's a fun one. It kind of deals with the occult mm-hmm. um, and witchcraft and, you know, bad juju totems and different things and like making people do stuff. John Noble's in it. True. And he's playing like a creepy dad. You know, which is he's always good. He's always kind of a creep, even though I love him in Fringe. He's so mm-hmm. good. But yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, you know, this is sort of like, <laughs> this is like the one where they get their asses kicked. Like do you, that whole like sequence of like Lorraine, you think she's going to get thrown off a cliff kind mm-hmm. of deal and like claw her way back to... Yeah, it's got like a little bit more... It's kind of more, of more like action-y, action-y intensity yeah. to yeah. it versus it's some of the other ones. Like the first Conjuring in the basement during like that exorcism, like they do get beat around quite a bit, but it's kind of contained just that one room trying to keep the demon from getting out of the basement. Right. Whereas with this one, like there's like a whole thing in the woods and running away and almost falling off, off right. a cliff, like you said, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like Michael Chavez, like he does just fine. Like it's kind of like copy paste James Wan kind of stuff. So you do lose a little bit of like that kind of fun style that he's like so good at being able to kind of harness. It's why the Aquaman movie is so good. Yeah. And he even brought Patrick Wilson over to those movies too. (laughs) I'm very excited about Aquaman too with the fact that it's like. Bring Patrick Wilson back. Yeah, like and like him and Jason Momoa are gonna kind of. It's gonna Team be up. like a buddy cop movie yeah. where like they don't like each other at first yep. because like he was the bad guy in the first movie. Like there's yeah. something very estranged nineties sequel about yeah. that. I like yeah. that. And he's like got long hair at first and a beard. And he's like, oh, you've looked better or something yeah. like that. And they don't show Amber Heard in the trailer at all. Good. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about marketing. It's interesting how I should are done. give an extra star to all of these movies because Amber Heard's not in them. You're right. I should go on my letterbox right now and do that. To the right Conjuring now. movies you're talking about? All the Conjuring <laughs> movies. Amber Heard's not in this, so Okay. All right. Gets an extra star okay. for that. I'll do that on all of my letterbox reviews moving forward. Uh shall we go on to the noon two, which we saw this evening? I mean, I think we have to. It's our hot take. Yeah. What's your hot take? Give me your hot take. Uh, Mine was it's a little too long. Uh, little, a little slow. A little too long. A little slow. A little slow. But uh, I enjoyed the new people. I enjoyed Storm Reed as sassy novice nun in training. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like Thaisa being back in action. She's great. Yeah, you were saying like you were like, oh, that's from Wrinkle in Time, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Storm but also, Reed. that's uh, I when I see Storm Reed, I think uh, Invisible Man. Oh, sure. She's the daughter in Invisible Man. True. Uh, and she's also, uh, she was in a Missing, which I still haven't seen from this year. I really I would like to see that. that. Yeah, yeah like, I would like to see that. Spiritual follow-up to Searching, which was a movie that like blew us all away when it was we great. first saw it. We're like, excuse me, this movie's actually like really fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, I liked... Uh, we got get, Maurice back. Uh, you know what? I, I, know, I enjoyed Maurice. I didn't know that I missed Maurice uh, Until as Until he was back. Because I feel like in the first movie... He's sweet. He's a sweet, he's a sweetie pie in the first movie, but he's not really in it all that much. Like he's right. kind of in it at the beginning and then he comes back at the end. He's much more front and center. He's second build um, in this, uh, I, I believe his name is um, Giannis uh, Blaquette. I think he is Danish or or from the Netherlands he, in real life, but he's playing a Frenchman. Yeah, he's a little cutie pie. He's kind of like a mixture um He's like an extra Amelie character. Yeah, he, he, he's like a mixture of like uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen from but, but, Haunting of Hill House. But kinder and, eyes. And uh, uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Paul Mescal. Mm. It's kind of like a mixture of the two of them. Fair. Uh, kind of put together. Then just it's like got the a... beefcake yeah. looking dudes. Then it's got, got like nice little curls. Anna Popwell playing a school teacher mom. And she is one of the Narnia. kids from the Narnia movies. And it took me halfway through the movie to realize that that's where I recognized her from. I was like, Narnia. Yeah, it's when you said that to me in the theater, that was one of those things that made me like. She's like that, that the gif, older sister. That gif of Matt Damon like aging into the old man at the end of Saving Private Ryan. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. 20 years ago. Ooh, Narnia. Prince Caspian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hot take on the nun too. Uh, not great. A little boring. Really fun ending. Really fun ending. Cool idea. Like I, th- I think cool it is kind effects. Of, I like the globe trotting of it. I like, like that is kind of neat. Yeah. Where it's like they're trying to figure out like, well, what's going on? What does the demon want? Well, it's this, and it's just got a like, little, little detective story. Yeah, it's got you know this the lore eyes of, of Saint Lucy. Saint Lucy, and would we don't see the eyes. Do you think they just look like little shriveled raisins? Probably. I think the big the big hit with this <laughs> with this movie is that it's like, you know, in like in the solo movie where you find out how Han Solo gets his gun or his vest. Sure. It's like, have you ever wondered how the nun got those glowing orange eyes? Oh yeah. This is how. And sure. you're like, and it's kind of just like it's made like this reveal, and I was like, wait. That's what you've been doing this whole time? Okay. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so, so did she not have the glowing orange eyes in the first The Nun? I don't remember. Me neither. I so thought they were creepy they enough. They could have been in there and we wouldn't yeah. know. And I they're mean, just like, well, you don't it remember. W- it was sort of like she powered up. Yes. You know, she yeah. got some... some Valak uh, gets all souped up. Souped up uh, saint power, you know. And it's fun. It's interesting. It's kind of like... It's pretty light on the religion, even though they do pray to turn the wine into blood at the end, and then a we get moment. then a we get like a, a great shining elevator esque like explosion of you of wine. Very loud. I mean, it was funny. It was, and but like you were like, 
<laughs> and everybody was like, oh. I mean, I, think, I mean, all all 13 of them. I think the people behind us also laughed. I think that they were down with and like... That's fine. They were down with like our kind of like clowning around. Like we weren't like badgering the movie, but like every that now and then we'd be like, is that like Storm Reed? I wasn't badgering like, yeah. the movie. No, no, we weren't badgering yeah. the movie, but... I can't help it if the, uh, you know, the... The like goat demon was a little funny. He was pretty funny it when was he showed up. Kind of awesome, yeah. you know. So. I did like that whole game too, with like the goat and like you got to look at the eye of the goat. Like there's like that that yeah. scene there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. I liked a lot of the hide and seek esque, you know, running from the bad guys at the end of the movie. They did a good job of that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I wish that they would have offed some of those. Uh, those mean girls. Those mean girls. Yeah. There's like I mean, a trio she got of mean stabbed girls by the evil goat man's horns. One of more. Yeah, I thought that when the ghost of the like headmistress of the school reached through the the vent and grabbed the mean girl by the head, yeah, I, I, thought I thought she thought was we going to pop her eyes out. Oh yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, the, all movie, the, the theme is eyes. She's going to get her eyes scooped out. The Gross. movie also does like a great thing that horror movies have started doing a little bit more now that I feel like. There's no code or law that says that you can't hurt or kill a kid on screen. It's always just been kind of like frowned upon. Like, well, always keep the kids safe. Or frowned something. upon. I don't know. Like, it's always been like this kind of like unwritten rule. Like, it's the same thing with like, you know, it's like the opposite with like a, a, an animal. Like if a dog's in a horror movie, don't get too attached to that dog because they're going to use that. But it's like earlier on in the movie, like the pickling girl or whatever, who's like in the cellar. Yeah. Just like who sees? Um, no, it's a delivery girl. That's delivery. Well, oh, it's delivery girl. But She's I delivering she was groceries, organizing the no, no, jars. She was there. no. She was like, "Hey, delivery!" And then, then the no one answered, but the door opened, ah. and so she like is taking stuff off her cart yeah. and putting it in the shelf. And then she sees Maurice down there, and he's like making the same noise that our cats make when they eat dry food when they're about to throw up. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's sort of like, you know, in Men in Black when you realize that Vincent D'Onofrio is made up of bugs. Yes. You know, it's like... He's, well, he's a big bug. He's a big he's bug. He's one big bug. I know, but like, yeah, inside of him. He's got a bunch of bugs crawling around on him. Yeah. Because yeah. they like the big bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit of the like... <laughs> sounds. Yeah. Edgar. 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 Yeah. Like Edgar soup. Yeah, gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sugar and water. Yeah, Maurice is definitely, uh, you know, looks a little gross when he starts having his, like, possession seizure, essentially. Yes. He's yeah, ha- he, he has he, a few of them throughout. He's got, he's got Valak all up in him. Yeah. Uh, and he's they, being used as a human puppet. Yeah, essentially, like, uh, Valak is, like, kind of leading Maurice, like, all around uh, Europe to, like, try and find this, this uh, sacred uh, you know, this, jar of... This, Eyes, just two eyes, but yeah, two eyes, two, two eyes. of them, yeah, plural, yeah, yeah, saint's eyes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, and she gets them and gets uh, glowing orange eyes. Yeah, uh, gets really powerful for a bit, but they're able to beat her just by um, uh, blessing some wine and hitting her with it. She she fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. Sure. And then uh, the movie is over. So and connect the, credits... the end with me. Yeah. Cl- clarify that Warren's showing up. Oh, so like the movie ends and then we get like the the usual kind of like black and white pictures that you get at the end of like some of the main Conjuring movies. But they're just black and white rotoscope like 
degrained and pixelated images from the movie that you just watched. Yeah, which is different. They're just funny. Different's a word that you could use. No, that I mean different. Stupid. Different, different from what they usually do what at they the usually end of, do, yes. of the Conjuring movies. And then at the end, you're like, "Could this be it? Is this all? Are we getting nothing?" Ring, ring, ring. A phone rings. Right. And all of a sudden, we are in the Lawrence den. We're in a room. It's a single shot, and it's Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, like kind of getting ready to carpool to the bank to cash both of their checks that they just got. <laughs> And they're just kind of waiting, like uh, like it's a wrap. Um, they get the phone. Uh, Patrick Wilson gets on the phone. Uh, the person giving him the phone, I guess they have a servant now or someone there that we've never seen before that hands them the phone because she says... Babysitter, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. She's like, why would they need a babysitter if they're there? It's I don't broad know. Daylight. I don't, I don't uh, know. Hands her the phone and it's like, it's father, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, hello, what can we do for you? And Vera looks on, uh, like, inquisitively, and then it just cuts to black. And that's, that's your Netflix subtitle. Vera looks <laughs> inquisitively. <laughs> the, uh, for the blind. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, because at the end of The Nun, the first one, isn't it revealed that, like, that's the connection that the first nun has to everything. It's not just Valak, it's that... The Warrens actually exercised Valak from an older Maurice. And that's kind of the reveal that like yeah. Maurice is like that's a thing that kind of takes a lot of the steam out of this movie. Yeah. Is that you know that Maurice is going to make it right. and that he's not gonna get completely exercised. Yeah, which is weird. Which is a weird thing to do. I don't I don't think that they thought they were gonna make another one of these, yeah. but the first nun was like highly successful because these movies cost like Ten million dollars to make, if that. Okay. And they make like a guaranteed sixty. Huh. So it's just like I think it's just like kind of building on that a little bit more because they're like, well, we already showed that, so I guess we'll just show them getting the phone call to go do it. <laughs> it is a very I mean, odd choice to play. You heard me at the end of the movie. I was like, how much do you think the two of them got paid just for that one little cameo? Got, probably like a, a lot of money. Amount. Yeah. Like probably. It's literally one probably, shot. There's no cuts. Probably the same amount that I make in a year. They probably more. Probably. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's not talk about that. Yeah, we don't. Because like, I'll that. cry, yeah, but no. it's okay. No, they showed up for wardrobe. Uh, they had a sandwich uh, from craft services. They got their wigs taken care of. Patrick Wilson learned his line. Yeah. And Vera looked inquisitively. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, well and done. And they were just like, all right, well, well it was good to see you. Yeah, see you in a couple of years. But I guess that's also maybe like that is the team up for like. The tee up for like last rites. Hopefully. Right? Like that's kind of like the Warrens are coming back. So yeah. it's more of a reveal. Maybe they're not getting the phone call about Maurice. Maybe they're just getting a phone call about something else that Valak is up to. Religious. I don't know if Valak yeah. at the end of Conjuring 2, I feel like, was Dunzo. Yeah, I thought he was Dunzo. I thought so. I thought, but no, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? That's the nun will return to possess again. Le nun. Le nun de. Uh, all right, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe if you're not already. Um, you can check out more podcasts and articles and reviews on StoryScreenPresents.com. Overdrinkers is not the only show that we have on StoryScreen Presents. We have a slew of other stuff like Hot Takes, where we cover new movies, Cathal Raycast, where Bernadette Gorman White covers TV shows, and we also have our Patreon, where we are covering like filmographies of the likes of Tony Collette. Robert Pattinson, uh, Edgar Wright, uh, recovering the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, 
Um, we got and, all uh, that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna come out with an episode on. Uh, oh, freaking out with Flanagan. Fall the it's House of up. Usher because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna crunch that and That's we'll do our that. Our uh, yeah. freaking out with Flanagan coming yeah. soon. I, I'm very excited about Fall of House of Usher. Yeah. I hear it's the funniest thing. I mean, like, the trailer looks done. pretty great, and I like that too because like Flanagan is a really good horror maker, but he's, he's also goofy in life. He's a goofy guy <laughs> in real life. But, like the more interviews and research that we've done on him as we've been little doing the snippets show, on Twitter, you're just yeah. like this guy is just a little sweetie patootie yeah. pie. Yeah, and he's got a great <laughs> sharp sense of humor. And you know, like that being mixed with like the horror sensibilities that he have, like to, I feel like that'll create like a really good balance of dark comedy. I think it's gonna be fun. Like I didn't. I'm know looking forward movie, to it. I didn't know the show was gonna be as funny as some people are telling me that it is. Cool. I'm uh, into that. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. I mean, hell, we might just go watch the first episode right now. Henry Thomas with a little ponytail. I'm I mean, here for. Give it. that to me any day. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to take one star off of all of the Conjuring movies because they don't have Henry Thomas in them with a ponytail. That'll kind of even out the Amber Heard thing that I've got. All right. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, And uh, if we don't see you beforehand, happy Halloween and uh, have a spooky season. Bye.